Ayo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Ace. This is Fantasize Football. We are back once again, bringing y'all some more fantasy football content for the 2021 fantasy football season. And I'm here today to bring y'all my favorite waiver wire targets for week 13 of the fantasy football season. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. It feels like it's been a little while, but we are back. But before we get into the main event, the meat and potatoes, I did want to give a quick shout out to each and every one of y'all that come by on a weekly basis, showing you boys some love and support, helping the channel to grow. I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And if you are new to the channel, welcome. I do hope you enjoyed today's video. I do hope you find it helpful. If you do at any point, make sure that you leave a like, drop a comment, and subscribe to the channel. Help me reach my goal of 500 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. I would appreciate any and all help reaching that goal. If you're already subscribed to the channel, just do a quick double check. Make sure you're still subscribed. I've noticed that YouTube, it does it to me personally, sometimes just unsubscribes YouTube channels for whatever reason. So just do a double check if you do not mind for me. But with that out of the way, we are here today to bring y'all my favorite waiver wire targets for week 13 of the fantasy football season. Week 12 is done. It is behind us. It is in the books, just like Thanksgiving. And we got to go through quarterback all the way to tight end, DST stream of the week, and then the deep sleepers for y'all in deeper leagues. And we got some heavy hitters this week. We do, in fact, have some heavy hitters this week here in week 13. So without further ado, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to power through this. We're going to start with my quarterback stream of the week, which is going to be Carson Wentz of the Indianapolis Colts, currently rostered in 44.2% of leagues. Now, after a couple bad games, Carson Wentz bounced back this week against Tampa Bay. He had over 300 yards and three touchdowns. And on that note, in three of the last five games, Carson Wentz has at, had either over 300 yards or three touchdowns. He's got a soft matchup here against Houston, so I like Carson Wentz a lot this week if you need to stream the quarterback position. There's another reason why I like Wentz a lot, but we're going to get to that a little bit later on, so make sure that you stick around, right? I'm not going to give it away to you right here and now, but let's move over to the running back section. The heavy hitters, the heavy hitters here this week. And the first heavy hitter is Chuba Hubbard of the Carolina Panthers. Unfortunately, um, I'm sorry, currently rostered in 33.4% of leagues. Now, unfortunately, Christian McCaffrey is out for the season. But in the time without Christian McCaffrey, weeks four through eight, Chuba Hubbard is averaging 20 touches per game. So the volume was there for Chuba Hubbard. He's the next man up. We know, we've seen what his role is going to be in this offense with Christian McCaffrey out of the lineup, and that's why he is my top priority. It is worth mentioning he is going into his bye this week, but when he comes back, he has a soft matchup against Atlanta. So Chuba Hubbard, based on the workload, based on the longevity with Christian McCaffrey out of the season, is going to be my top waiver priority. But player that does rival Chuba Hubbard for my top waiver priority is Alexander Madison of the Minnesota Vikings, currently rostered in 33.5% of leagues. Now, here's the thing, right? I like Chuba Hubbard more than Alexander Madison based on the longevity. But just for this week, obviously with Chuba Hubbard on a bye, I like Alexander Madison a lot more. Um, even if Chuba wasn't on a bye, we've seen Alexander Madison, what he does with Dalvin Cook out of the lineup. Now, I've seen a lot of different reports on Dalvin Cook from the coaching staff and from some reporters, um, but it seems like he's going to miss like two to three weeks, something like that. Now, if you look at weeks three and five without Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison averaged 32 touches for 165 yards, and he scored one touchdown in those two games. Now, do I expect Alexander Madison to be getting 30 touches and 150-plus yards scoring a touchdown? No. Well, maybe this week, but no. Um, but I do think he'll at least see upwards of 20 touches a game while Dalvin Cook is out. And he has a matchup against Detroit this week. This is a great 
opportunity to plug and play Alexander Madison. If he's out there, if he's available, if you just need one uh, one week, you just need help for a week. Maybe you're a Dalvin Cook manager. You have Chubb, Kareem Hunt on a buy, whatever it may be. Maybe you go with Alexander Madison, but if you need help at running back, like for the rest of the year, for the playoffs, all that, Chuba Hubbard should be your top priority. But there is actually one more running back that slightly trails these two in terms of... Um, kind of my priority, but I do still think he is a great option, at least for this week. And we're sticking with this game. It's Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions, currently rostered in 44.1% of leagues. Now, DeAndre Swift's going to miss some time. Dan Campbell already came out, the head coach of the Lions, came out and said that DeAndre Swift, he just can't see him playing this week, right? And Jamal Williams is likely to hop into a three-down role here for the Detroit Lions. We know he is a very versatile back. He saw 20 touches last week with DeAndre Swift out of the lineup. So Jamal Williams is another good option. Will he see 20 touches? Maybe not, but I expect him to be somewhere in that 15 to 20 touch range based on what his role should be in the passing game as well. He's got a matchup here against Minnesota. And Minnesota's actually been a good matchup for the running back position, letting up either 90 or more yards or a touchdown to the position in each of the last three games. Now, those are my three real heavy hitters, but then I do have one more running back for you guys. I feel like I have to mention him here. It's Dontrell Hilliard of the Tennessee Titans, currently rostered in 27.9% of leagues. Now, Dontrell Hilliard has had 11 and 13 touches over these past two weeks. He has been involved in this offense, but it's kind of weird. This Tennessee backfield is kind of hard to predict. Both him and Foreman, uh, Deonta Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard, that is, both went for over 100 yards last week, right? But Dontrell Hilliard had over 130 yards and a touchdown on just 13 touches. So he's been very productive, not only this week, but the week prior as well. Now they are also going into a bye this week, being the Tennessee Titans, but they come out and they face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who knows if Jeremy, McNich uh, Jeremy McNichols is going to be back or not. Either way, I kind of view him right now as the odd man out here because Foreman and Hilliard have both been so productive. So I do like Dontrell Hilliard a lot here as well. If you can't get your hands on one of Chuba Hubbard, Alexander Madison, or um, Jamal Williams. So that kind of wraps up the running backs here. Let's move over to the wide receiver position. And we're going to kind of power through here now because I talked a lot about running backs. The first player I want to talk about is Russell Gage of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, he's currently rostered in 18.5% of leagues. I've talked a lot about Russell Gage over these past few weeks. Not as much as Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is now thankfully rostered in over 70% of leagues after I just hammered it. Hammered it. But... We have talked a lot about Russell Gage as well. Now, Russell Gage has averaged seven targets per game, nearly seven targets per game over these last four games. In these last four games, he is holding a 24% target share in this offense. Now, the Falcons passing game has been a bit... A uh, bit cold, been a bit down lately, right? Last week, it was more to uh, more because of the, the game script, but the previous two games, they were just Matt Ryan, the Falcons, the passing game was just not getting it going. But they have a matchup here against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay secondary is exploitable. And as well, I do expect this to be a negative game script calling for a lot of pass volume from Matt Ryan and the Falcons, which is great for Russell Gage, who has been holding, like I said, a 24% target share in his offense over these last four games. He's clearly, the top wide receiver option on this team for Matt Ryan with Calvin Ridley out of the picture. So I like Russell Gage a lot here this week. Now, moving on. This, this is the one right here. This is the one. T.Y. Hilton of the Indianapolis Colts, currently rostered in 20.2% of leagues. Now, you might be saying, why T.Y. Hilton? Well, he's playing Houston. And this is why I like Carson Wentz so much, right? Now, 
you may have heard this before. You may have heard uh, announcers talking about it, other fantasy uh, content creators talking about it. But T.Y. Hilton has a crazy history against Houston. I, I dug a little deeper. I did a little deep dive into what T.Y. Hilton has actually done against Houston in his career. If you look at his averages, he averages over five catches, nearly 95 yards, and .6 touchdowns per game for his career against Houston. If you look at it uh, in terms of fantasy points, it's about 16 half PPR points per game. So history shows that T.Y. Hilton just blows up against Houston. Earlier this year in week six, he went out of the game. I believe it was in the second quarter. He didn't play the second half, but he had four targets, four catches, and 80 yards back in week six. So he's on pace for eight catches for 120 yards. Who knows? Maybe he scores a touchdown in that game as well. So based on history, history shows that T.Y. Hilton is going to have a big game here this week against Houston. And that's why I like Carson Wentz too, because if T.Y. Hilton has a big game, then Carson Wentz likely has a big game. He scored last week as well. So I do think T.Y. Hilton is a great plug and play option here in week 13. Now, moving on from T.Y. Hilton, I do have one more wide receiver for y'all. It is LaVisca Chenault of the Jacksonville Jaguars, currently rostered in 44, I'm sorry, 46.2% of leagues. Now, Let's call a spade a spade. Let's be honest. LaVisca has stunk this season. He has not been good. We expected a lot of him as a community, but LaVisca has not been very good this season. But the good news is, is that Urban Meyer has come out and said he wants to use him in more creative ways, use him in the, out of the backfield, whatever it may be. LaVisca is a big dude. He's a big, big dude, and he's a talented, talented player. And the volume has actually been there for LaVisca Sonal. He saw nine targets last week. He has now had eight or more targets in two of the last three games. He's had seven or more targets in six out of 11 games this season. So the volume has been there. This Jacksonville offense as a whole has stunk. The only kind of bright spot, at least for fantasy, has been James Robinson once again this season. But with the volume being there, I do like LaVisca Chenault a lot. I do expect the volume to continue to be there as well. DJ Chark's obviously been out for quite a while. Jamal Agnew's out now. So it's himself. It's Marvin Jones. Somebody's got to catch the ball. So I like LaVisca a lot this week as well. But that wraps up the wide receivers. Let's move over to tight end. And the first player I want to talk about is Gerald Everett of the Seattle Seahawks, currently rostered in 4.2% of leagues. Now, listen. I could have taken the easy way out, and I could have just put in Gerald Everett as my tight end in the deep sleepers because he's rostered in under 10% of leagues, under 20% of leagues, actually, I should say. But I didn't want to do that because I got someone for you. I got someone for you on the deep sleepers. You might want to stick around for the tight end deep sleeper. Even if you're not in a deep league, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Might be a diamond in the rough. Nick Vanette. You remember? Nick Vanette scored a touchdown. Just saying. Just saying. But listen. Gerald Everett here. Gerald Everett had nine targets last week. He's had eight or more targets in two of the last three weeks with Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson has a report with Gerald Everett, right? We're starting to see it over these last three games. He has been more and more involved. He's developing chemistry with Russell Wilson. He's a talented player. Never really got the opportunity when he was over with the Rams, but now here with the Seahawks, it seems like Russell Wilson, the Seahawks offense are giving Gerald Everett a chance to shine. So I like Gerald Everett a lot if you need help at the tight end position. But if you don't, if you're not feeling Gerald Everett, you can't get him, whatever it may be. I have another tight end for y'all. Listen, I got two tight ends here for you. Cole Komet. Cole Komet of the Chicago Bears currently rostered 12.3% of leagues. Listen, I could have taken the easy way out again, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. You know why I didn't? Because I got, I got a good one for y'all. And the deep sleep is a tight end. I'm telling you, I'm hyping this up big time. I'm hyping it up big time. Cole Komet, Chicago Bears, currently rostered in 12.3% of leagues. He saw 11 targets last week. He had 11 targets, 8 catches for 65 
yards. He's had six or more targets in four of the last five games. So the role has been there for Cole Komet, right? He's getting more involved in this offense, right? He's a tight end with a pulse. That's we're looking to find kind of uh, a fill-in at the position, whatever it may be for a few weeks, for, for the season, whatever it may be, off the waiver wires. What we're looking for is a player that's either seeing volume or is being involved around the end zone, kind of a touchdown or bust player or a player that is seeing volume on a consistent basis, and the volume has been there for Cole Komet. So I like Gerald Everett, and I like Cole Komet at tight end. Now it's time to move on to the DST stream of the week. And listen, I should have just been doing this for the past four weeks. I should have never stopped. I've had him as uh, the DST stream of the week, two of the last four weeks, and we're back again. Miami, baby. Fins, fins up, baby. Miami Dolphins. Listen, the Dolphins might not lose a game for the rest of the season. Knock on wood. They might not lose the game the rest of the season, go 10-7, and seven and make the playoffs. Dolphins defense is playing great. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. DST stream of the week. Currently rostered in 43.5% of leagues. Another doozy from the Finns last week. They look great. The defense looks great. If you look at the last four games, they're holding teams to under 12 points allowed on average, nearly two interceptions, a fumble recovery, and they've had two touchdowns in the last four games. They have been on fire, and they have a matchup here this week against the Giants. The Giants have not broken 17 points in that same span of time. In these last four games, they have not broken 17 points, and they're averaging nearly two turnovers a game. This is another great opportunity for the Miami Dolphins defense to have a big big game. So if you need to stream a DST here in week 13, it is the Miami Dolphins for me. Yeah. Fins up, baby. Fins up. That's it. All right. Moving on. Deep sleepers, right? Don't forget. Stick around for the tight end. Stick around for the tight end. Listen, we're going to power through this, right? First off, quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, currently rostered in 19.3% of leagues of the Denver Broncos. Now, there's not a lot out there. A lot of uh, fantasy managers are rostering two quarterbacks at this point of the season, unfortunately. But Teddy Bridgewater was my favorite option out there, available in less than 20% of leagues. Now, I like the matchup here. Teddy Bridgewater also has not thrown a pick for four weeks. He's going up against Kansas City. Kansas City does have an exploitable secondary, and I do expect a, uh, a negative game script here for the Broncos. I expect the Chiefs to control this game. And in games that the, uh, the Broncos have lost this season, Teddy Bridgewater is averaging 39 pass attempts a game, excluding week four where he did have to leave the game with a concussion. So when uh, the Broncos are losing games, they rely on Bridgewater more. They allow Bridgewater to kind of let loose a bit more. And like I said, I expect a negative game script here for the Broncos. So I do like Teddy Bridgewater as kind of a deeper league streaming option. Now, moving over to running back, there's not a whole hell of a lot here. We had all the heavy hitters in the, in the main portion here, but I do have a couple guys here for you. Amir Abdullah being one, I did mention him briefly earlier, of the Carolina Panthers, currently rostered in 0.3% of leagues. He's technically free at this point, right? Now, CMC is obviously out for the season. I do expect uh, Chuba Hubbard to kind of lead the charge here for the Carolina Panthers, but Amir Abdullah should play in kind of a complimentary role. He's already been involved over these past few weeks, actually. He's had four more targets in four of the last five games, so maybe he sees a little bit of work in the passing game as well. So I think he's kind of, uh, what you can kind of expect from him is a little work in the passing game, three to five targets, maybe four or five uh, carries, maybe five to seven carries at that if they're kind of in a, in, a, uh, in a better situation, whatever it may be. But I think he's at least worth a shot in deep leagues. Again, like I mentioned with Chuba Hubbard, he is going into his bye this week. But again, 
probably just worth a shot if you need help at running back in a deeper league you're kind of just looking for a player with a pulse with some upside to get some opportunity but another running back that uh, has been seeing more opportunity is Matt Breda of the Buffalo Bills currently rostered in 5.6% of leagues now the Bills have been shaking things up a little bit they've been sitting Zach Moss healthy scratching Zach Moss for whatever reason and they've been using Matt Breda I mean, using Matt Breda, he had 11 touches last week. He had six touches and six touches the two weeks prior to that. So he's getting more involved. I mean, himself, Devin Singletary, they're, they're kind of the two guys right now. So I think Matt Breda is at least worth a shot. They've been using him around the end zone as well. He scored three touchdowns in these last three, uh, these last three games. So I do think he's at least worth a shot. If you're in a deeper league, you're just looking for a guy with a pulse here. Uh, kind of like what I always say at tight end. So Matt Breda, Amir Abdullah, two guys that you kind of just you're just throwing the dot at, seeing what sticks, right? Now, moving over to wide receiver, the player I want to talk about first is Deshaun Jackson of the Las Vegas Raiders, currently rostered in 2.6% of leagues. We had a Deshaun Jackson week, right? It was very Deshaun Jackson S stat line, four targets, three catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Somebody needs to step on this uh, step up on this Raiders team. I've been saying this for weeks. I've been saying this for weeks. Somebody's got to step up. Unfortunately, Brian Edwards hasn't very hasn't stepped up very much. He was a player I liked a lot ever since the Ruggs in, uh, incident, especially in terms of a deep threat. The the Raiders really need a deep threat here. Um, with obviously, don't want to get too much into it, but with the Henry Ruggs situation and Deshaun Jackson throughout his career has been a great option as a deep threat. Now we have Darren Waller injured, probably going to miss a couple weeks. They're calling him week to week right now. So there's plenty of room for Deshaun Jackson to carve out a role here in this offense. So I do think he's at least worth an add. He's got a matchup against Washington here in week 13. Revenge game. Revenge game for Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Technically a revenge game. So I think Deshaun Jackson's at least worth an ad. But if you're not really feeling Deshaun Jackson, the other wide receiver I have for y'all is Josh Reynolds of the Detroit Lions, currently rostered in 0.3% of leagues. Now, he had five targets, three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown here in week 12. But he played in 89% of uh he's played in 89% of the team's snaps over the last two weeks. Now Josh Reynolds has a history with Jared Goff from the days with the Rams. So I think he has a legitimate opportunity to take over as the number one wide receiver in this offense based on his history with Jared Goff and how involved he has been in the offense over these past two weeks. Now, the ceiling, uh, the upside is obviously capped with Jared Goff with the Detroit Lions offense. But getting a number one receiver here this deep into the season, if you're in a deeper league, I think he is at least worth a shot, worth a speculative add in deeper leagues but that wraps up the wide receivers and now what y'all been waiting for what you've been waiting for my tight end the tight end that we've been talking about Whoa, oh my god who is it who might it be oh foster moreau foster moreau of the las vegas raiders Currently rostered in 0.6% of leagues. Foster. Foster, baby. Foster. Like I just mentioned with Deshaun Jackson, Darren Waller is now week to week. Somebody's going to step up. Foster Moreau did see five targets last week. He did absolutely nothing with them, but he saw five targets with Darren Waller out. Now, if you remember, back in what week was it? I have it written down here. Week seven without Waller. Foster Moreau had six targets. Six catches, 60 yards. And you know what else he did? He went for six. The boy likes them sixes. 
Six targets, six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown without Darren Waller in Week 7. Somebody's going to step up. Foster Moreau's the next man up at tight end. Does Derek Carr just like targeting Darren Waller, or does he like targeting the tight end position as a whole? We don't really know, but in a small sample size based on last week, based on Week 7, he had six and five targets. So I like Foster Moreau. If you're in a deeper league, I do think Foster Moreau has the potential, has the upside to be a starter for you in these next few weeks until Darren Waller comes back. That wraps everything up. That is it. That is all. That is all there is. There is our week 13 waivers brought to you by Ace of Fantasize Football. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's video. If you did at any point, make sure that you leave a like, drop a comment, and subscribe to the channel. Help me reach my goal of 500 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. But we are done. Actually, no, we're not. Follow my socials. Links will be down in the description below. Thanks. But now we're done. Me, my boy, we're out. We will catch y'all next time. And as always, thank you, love you, peace.